Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I'm your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. Now, in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you scale your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations, which frees up time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager. And focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com x. We, start, we are starting our next class in a few weeks' time. So if you want to grow your business, then uh, go ahead and apply. Uh, we'll get on a call with you to see if the program is the right fit for you. And if so, we'll enroll you in our next class that starts February 28th. So check out strlegends.com slash X. Now let's dive into the, today's episode. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I am here with Miss Kimberly Thomas. She is the CEO and founder of Rome Vacation Rentals, a short-term management company and design and staging company as well out of Kelowna, BC, British Columbia, in Canada, for the people who are not from North America. That's on the West Coast of Canada. So how far from Vancouver are you? Uh, About three hours out of Van. Three hours from Vancouver. Okay, so not too far from Whistler then. No, uh, a little bit farther away from Whistler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. I give drive. up. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. just remember, I just remember I la- just remember landing at Vancouver Airport and then I went to Whistler. It was about two or three hours, I think. So I was like, Yeah, oh. we we're completely the other direction. Yeah. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. By highway, and we're up the other way. Yeah. Well, before we uh, dive into the, today's topic, which is how to build your short-term rental brand using B2B marketing strategies, it's a, it's a really funny story of how we, how we ended up uh, connecting. I, I would love for you to tell your side of the story. Yeah, it was kind of funny. So I got a phone call from Eric. Well, he left me a voicemail and then I ended up phoning him back. And yeah, he was inquiring about my brand and uh, how attached I was to it. <laughs> And I wasn't really sure why he was asking that, but um, it turned out it was actually for his, like what, what it's now called is Idlewild, right? Um, Free Wild, yeah. Free Wild or is, yeah, okay, Idlewild. It's in Idlewild. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I guess he had a very similar brand, you know, conceptualized in his mind. Um, and then he happened upon mine on Instagram and on social media. I guess he loved it and wanted to inquire about whether or not he could acquire it, right? So... I decided to hang on to it, which I, I guess turned out, you know, okay on Eric's side as well, because he had, uh, he, now he has a free wild brand, which is amazing. But yeah, that's how we connected. It was kind of funny. Yeah. And then you, uh, and then you ended up joining the Legends X program. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's how we uh, got to know each other as well. But yeah, it's a really funny story. 
this is like uh how long ago like four or five months ago yeah. um as eric we we didn't we hadn't purchased our uh our property yet and we were we were thinking about this uh brand rome and that's a great brand so you know congrats congrats on choosing a cool brand um <laughs> but yeah after that wasn't available we ended up going for free wild which is also a cool brand Let's talk about uh, brand building and let's talk about marketing through B2B, B2B marketing. So, and what some people might not know what B2B marketing is. So B2B business to business versus business to consumer. So business to consumer would be at Google ads and Facebook ads where you're, you know, really targeting the individual person versus B2B is more you're, you know, you're trying to market to uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. Did I explain that correctly? Yep, that's correct. Yep. Awesome. Sweet. All right. Well, let's dive into it. Um, but before we do that, could you tell us a little bit more about how you, how did you get started um, on Airbnb and how did you get into the, the business that you're building right now? Um, it's kind of your classic side hustle to you know full-time business story. I've been in corporate. I used to do the operations and the marketing for my husband's contracting companies. We own a commercial contracting company as well. Been involved in you know developing the marketing department for a franchise. And uh, I always did short-term rentals. We always had them on the side. We were always working on, you know, redesigning them and making them more beautiful and, you know, figuring out how we could bring in more ROI of our properties. Lots of friends and family would always ask me for advice and, and ask me how we're doing it. And uh, so we ended up having kids and uh, I didn't want to go back to corporate. And, you know, and I kind of, I had two roads in front of me. I could go back into the corporate world and work a nine to five or I could, you know, launch something on my own. And so I made the decision to start doing short-term rental management. To be honest, I thought it was going to be a slow go. I thought it was going to be, you know, pick up one or two listings maybe a year and slowly grow it. And that's not what happened. It's in high demand in our market. And uh, yeah, it's become busy quite quickly. So yeah. How long ago did you start the business? I started it last year and we've been... Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've been running our own uh, short-term rentals for over ten years. So. Yeah, and how, how many? How many did you um, run back in the day? Uh, internally, we ran. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you ran two units of your own, and mm-hmm. then you decided to go into management about a year ago. And how many listings do you have right now? We have six currently live right now, and we're going to be up to ten to possibly fourteen this spring. Wow! All and closes the way it's supposed to. Wow, that's solid growth. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> rapid, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of organizing to do and, and systems to develop, and and Legends X has actually really helped me with that as well. So, and what kind of uh, guest avatar do you focus on? We target families. You know, we're a family ourselves. We have two small kids. We know mm-hmm. what it's like to travel with kids. So, the properties that we bring on, we the whole idea is to have them fully equipped with anything that you know people traveling with kids would need and to take that stress off them as much as possible. So the properties that we acquire um, need to be suitable for families. And we just, it, we really love hosting that guest avatar. Like they are just wonderful. You know, I've had, you know, very, very few bad experiences with families. You know, they don't party, you know, on average, you know, they're not up mm. late sending your noise sensors off, you know, at 12 a.m. and mid or midnight and 1 a.m. And they tend to clean, you know, before they leave. They're very respectful. They're wonderful to deal with. And uh, yeah, it's just nice to be able to contribute to, you know, creating a good vacation experience for them as well, because it can be very stressful to travel with kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to uh, to be your own guest avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Then you yeah. really understand their needs. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like mean, solving your own problem. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's, it can be really tough to travel with little kids, right? Because it's all the gear. You have to bring all this gear with you. You know, even if you're going to a drivable location, your car is so full of, you know, travel cribs and mobile high chairs and linens for them and just everything that really, I mean, it's, it's not difficult to provide those in an Airbnb, you know, for families. And um, if they don't have to haul it with them, you know, on a plane or even in the car, it's, it's extremely helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's talk about uh, marketing because, you know, growing from two to 14 in uh, by this spring. So just, just over a year time, that's pretty impressive. What's your wisdom? What's your secret sauce? Yeah. So, I mean, basically when I launched my business, of course, I didn't have a huge marketing budget to throw, you know, you know, marketing agencies or even that, you know, pay-per-click ads are quite expensive. And I, I really needed to zero in on building some referral channels and, um, you know, connecting with the right people to get those leads in with kind of like a shoestring budget. So what we had actually done in the past was with my husband's contracting firm, was that he made the decision, well, we made the decision together throughout over the past about five years to transition his company from residential into strictly commercial, um, which was kind of a scary move at the time. You know, it wasn't booming quite the way it is right now, uh, a little bit risky. And so we needed to build referral channels for his company quite quickly. So I ended up doing, you know, quite a bit of research on business to business marketing. And we ended up trying to connect, you know, with the right stakeholders that could send those referrals through for these commercial projects. And so I basically took the exact same kind of formula that we ended up using for his company and I applied it over to mine. So trying to connect, you know, with with different stakeholders and people that were that were involved in the buying journey of these investors and these property owners and just trying to pick them up along that buyer's journey is how uh, how I dove into it. Yeah, and I managed to you know, I managed to connect with some of the right people and some great referral channels. And you know, while I do still invest in some kind of you know typical marketing, you know, like SEO and and social media, I you know my I really don't need much more. You know, I as far as dumping too much money into to ads and such, I'm, I'm probably not going to end up even needing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to compete with the with the bigger companies, right? When you're talking about like Facebook ads, and Google ads, and, and stuff like that, because that's that's where they have the power with their with their big marketing budgets. But what they can't really do, or what they're where where they're not at an advantage, is you know building relationships with the right people in in your marketplace, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's something that you can beat them at that. You can't really beat them at ads budgets, but you can beat yeah. them that way. Yeah, you'll never beat out the big ones, you know, for pay-per-click ads, right? Not not without yeah. blowing your marketing budget pretty quickly. Yeah. And I mean, as far as knowing your own market and kind of knowing, you know, the people that you connect to and and the networking opportunities, I mean, that's right in front of you, right? When you when you're living in that market too, right? So it comes a bit more of a challenge if you're launching in different markets, you know, that you're not familiar with. But I mean, a little bit of research and and uh, digging into who you should be connecting with is always helpful if you're doing that as well. What's your strategy for connecting with those people? Once you figure out like, okay, who are the people I need to connect with? How do you connect with them? Oh, gosh, it's so it's so funny. I mean, I've connected with them through social media, you know, just with cold call messages. I've connected with them through email. I've connected with them parties, you know, just simple Christmas parties and such where you just bump into, you know, them and, and end up chatting and discussing what you do. I was able to also to leverage, you know, other connections as well through, you know, our existing company because it's quite established and, 
and it's been you know operating in in our market for well over 10 years now so there's leads coming through that side as well which is you know kind of a lucky little thing that i get to take advantage of but um yeah i mean it's a lot of cold calling right so mm. if you're not comfortable with cold calling and sending out cold emails you know i would always suggest you know to anybody to kind of brush up on their their kind of pr skills i ended up doing a little bit of coaching with a pr business coach as far as you know how to write those emails and how to write responses and the type of things to you know how to approach you know messaging them through social media right because your approach and how you write it is makes all the difference so yeah and when you're when you're talking about like the stakeholders like what are those investors or developers or the real estate brokers who are people that you're trying to connect with Oh gosh, wider range. Yeah, I mean, there's realtors, right? Realtors are always a great referral source. Property managers are a wonderful referral source, especially property managers that don't deal with short-term rental management. You know, quite often there's in our market where you have a seasonal market, so the property managers here, a lot of them want nothing to do with short-term rental management. So they're looking for companies to refer to. They're looking for companies that they can send their clients over to to run the short term for the spring summer and then hand back to them for the winter. So I find that's that's a great referral leads source. Yeah, even uh, I mean to be honest, even developers, you know, home builders, you know, there's so many people, mortgage brokers as well. I mean anybody really involved if you kind of look at the whole journey of a buyer, you know, whether they're coming in to build or they're coming in to just buy a property or maybe they're just applying for their mortgage, you know, there's just such a wide array of uh, professionals that they deal with through that journey. And if you can connect with them all, you know, you can really build up your referral channels quite quickly. I found it interesting, you know, I thought it would be a little bit harder to do. But it turns out, you know, once you find some individuals that really just need somebody to refer to that they can trust, you know, will handle their clients well, and and be knowledgeable and professional, or professional, sorry. And uh, yeah, it's just a great marketing strategy if you want to save some money. Yeah. 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 And do you offer uh, like a referral fee? I, uh, you know what? It's so funny. I actually started off that way. Um, but I find it's actually really not necessary in our market. Um, mm. I mean, with our contracting firm, same thing. You know, you can always kind of involve kickbacks and, and referral fees and such. It can get a little costly, right? And uh, the way you kind of structure it is important as well. I mean, you, you don't want to be handing out kickbacks for properties that don't launch for, you know, another six months. And you know, with COVID and you know, wildfire smoke and such. I mean, the season might bomb out anyways, right? So, yeah, um, you can. I mean, you can involve referral fees and kickbacks. It's always a great motivator for anybody to refer to you. But you know, very few people have asked me for it. Um, you know, but yeah, you can definitely offer it. So, if someone's listening right now and thinking like, okay, this is a great strategy. I'm going to make a list, you know, something that we teach in Legends X is like create a list of the people in your market that will be who would be in a position to drive the most uh, the most amount of leads and then, you know, figure out a strategy, a plan, a consistent plan where every single day you're you're reaching out to those people to build those relationships. If someone's listening right now and and thinking like what are some tips around doing this that you like from your experience? Yeah, the first thing I would do really similar to what you guys teach, I would sit down and I would write a list, you know, I would go through, you know, anybody that you know, that's connected to mortgage brokers, realtors, anybody involved in the buyer's journey of properties, or even condo developments, you know, just sit down and write a list of anybody, you know, it can be friends, it can be family, it can be, 
you know, maybe even just acquaintances, you know, start there, go through that, you know, try and connect with all of them. You know, after that, start writing a list of individuals that you don't know. You know, you just look online and you figure out, well, who are who are these people that are dealing with these units? Who are these people that are dealing with these investors? Who are these people that are, you know, selling these properties uh, that, you know, I want to target, right? So then you would go after... It, it can, it's a little bit tricky because even with realtors, you know, they don't tend to advertise their personal email addresses. So you kind of <laughs> have to do some detective work on how to reach them effectively because quite often, even with the larger real estate firms, you'll just end up sending a, you know, a cold call email to their assistant you know, or their front desk, yeah. especially if they're, they've got a team, right? So yeah, you have to be a little bit creative sometimes and getting your foot in the door there and, and trying to get your message through to them. But yeah, and I would always recommend attending networking events. You know, if, if mm. your city or your, you know, your area and that's where you're operating has networking events, it's always worth heading down there and, and making connections in person because those in-person connections that I've always found are the most valuable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And of course, in the last couple of years, you know, meeting meet, a lot of uh, gatherings were canceled and it's, it's kind of hard to connect in person. I think in, in these periods, it's good to have those cold calling skills. You know, I I actually did I had a, did a cold calling job once in my life for one day. I hated it. <laughs> I really hated it. <laughs> I had to sell some sort of like pharmaceutical prod- products or something. So I had to call pharmacies and then I did it for one day and I, I told my boss, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave. I'm quitting my job. You don't have to pay me for today, but I'm, I'll never come back. <laughs> right. Well, I'm phoning pharmacies is really tough because they're so busy. You know, I mean, they don't want to chat, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know, like they would keep keep hanging up and make me feel feel horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, you have to kind of. That's kind of something I had to to talk myself up with as well, and especially after doing you know some business coaching with the PR stuff was, you know, that that was part of it was just growing that thick skin, right, Being, and not getting yeah. you know, offended or upset. You know, if you don't hear back or somebody doesn't want to talk to you. Because it can be, it can be really discouraging, you know. Especially when you first start doing it, you know, if you throw out all, you think you wrote this wonderful email, and you can just provide so much value to somebody, and then you communicate it, and it's just crickets, right? Yeah, I would just say don't be discouraged and just keep trying. And and just I just went through it always assuming these people are extremely busy, their schedules are completely booked, your email is most likely getting buried, you know. So you you want to kind of you know make sure that you're you keep retouching with those people without being excessive, you know, I wouldn't be sending an email a day or even an email a week, maybe. But yeah, yeah, you do have to have thick skin with it for sure. You know, just like any yeah. other cold, cold calling approach. And what kind of encouraged me through that, you know, was uh, just kind of the knowledge of that we had seen success with that with, uh, with our contracting company in it. And it took a while, it takes a little while of trying this marketing strategy, you know, before you start seeing the results from it. And you just have to not get discouraged and just keep going. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think it's it was probably six months to a year with my husband's company before he really started getting a lot of the commercial realtors, you know, sending him, you know, a steady flow of these leads. You know, it's kind of started as, you know, salt and peppered coming in. And then now, I mean, we don't even do social media marketing or any marketing of any type for his company because he's too busy. He's got too many leads coming in. Well, not too many, you know, there's never too many because then you get to pick and choose. But you know, it just, it, it eliminates the need to be spending, you know, large budgets on marketing, you know, yeah. and if your company can use this type of strategy, if it's the type of company that can use this type of strategy to definitely take advantage of it, you know, it doesn't work with every company. Yeah. But, 
Mm-hmm. And a good place, a good place to start as well is just it's just your personal network. Right. It, it sometimes blows my mind, you know, talking I was talking to a student a couple of days ago, someone not in Legends X, but our uh, our other program, the Short Term Rental Profit Academy, which is more for start people who are starting out. And he was asking me the same questions like, you know, how do I how do I get leads? And I asked him, How many people how many people do you personally know in in your market? And he was like, Well, probably I don't know, probably like two hundred, maybe three hundred people. And I was like, How many of those know that you manage properties, you manage short-term rental properties as as a as a professional. And then he said, like, yeah, probably maybe less than 10%. Like most people probably know I do something with Airbnb, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's that's a that's an easy because I know like, you know, I don't like cold calling myself. And I know a lot of people don't like it. So if that, you know, if someone's listening right now thinking like, well, I feel uncomfortable like getting on the phone and calling all these people. You know, I'd say like, so, so start with your start with your personal network. Just let everybody in your network know, like, hey, this is my business. I manage these type of units for these type of people, for these type of guests, and you know, hand out business cards or something. That's that's another way to start. The good yes. old business card. Yeah, and it's funny, like, I mean, so many people, so many people kind of don't reach out to their, you know, their friends and family first, you know, and and the people that they know first. They kind of go straight to cold calling. You know, and they and they miss out on so many opportunities. You know, because there's so many people out there that just will talk you up, and or you know, mm. maybe they're talking to a friend who's picking up a property. You know, who's you know at a dinner party. You know, that's thinking about Airbnb. It next thing you know, your name's dropped, uh, and then here now your number's been given out. So there's just su- there's such an opportunity there that a lot of people do miss out on, right? So, yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of you feel like you're being salesy, you know, or or. Mm. You, kind of embarrassed to to try and you know tell your friends hey you know here's what i'm doing and you know can you refer me if anybody asks like you you have to ask them to do that though right so yeah i would always say it's nothing to be embarrassed about and just uh just go for it right yeah 100 percent. i had a look at your website i like your website uh you have a airbnb income report that you offer to uh to homeowners right so if people come to your website they can they can fill out their contact details and, and you send them a report uh mm-hmm. which is a really good strategy as well but also i think you also have pretty good seo you mentioned it before and for the people that don't know what seo is it, it stands for uh search engine optimization basically what it means if if you have a strong if your website has strong seo it means that if somebody googles a keyword that's relevant to what your services are, then uh, your your website would show up on the top. And I think your website shows up pretty much on the top. Yeah. I mean, I again, you know, operating on a bit more of a shoestring budget, I kind of had to decide where my marketing dollars were going to go. <laughs> so that's that's where some of them are going, right? Because it's just right back to, you know, catching people along their journey, right? So you want to pick them up when in a timely fashion when they're looking for something. So, you know, search engine mar- marketing for me has always been a priority. Um, you know, we, we did the same thing with our other business. I mean, you can go into social media marketing, you know, it has its benefits as well. But as far as, you know, keyword searches, uh, you can't beat it, right? So, and I mean, there's two avenues you can take. You can set up a huge, you know, pay-per-click budget for Google Ads and really throw a lot of money away if it's misguided. Or you can just improve your SEO and you know find a professional that can help you with that, which is a bit of a challenge in our market. I actually ended up having to venture out of our country to find a good SEO guy, and you have to be really careful with SEO about who you who you hire and make sure that they you know have a track record. And 
I chose to go through a referral source for that, um, you know, through the Legends X program and, uh, and took a referral through there because uh, we've had some bad experiences with SEO. Yeah. Um, you pay a lot and you don't get any results and, and there's not much you can do about it, right? So yeah, no, we, uh, we ended up finding a really good SEO guy, which was uh, great. Yeah, yeah, it's actually funny. The first, the first thing I did when I quit my finance job back in 2010 was SEO. Oh, okay. That was the first thing I got involved with. Um, I, I remember I, I went into Google and I, I, this is back in 2010 when it was not so common yet to work online and you know to be remote. So I just Googled how to how to make money online, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> and then uh, this SEO thing popped up. And back in the day, it was really easy to get a lot of traffic. If you would just like put your keyword in your title of, of your website, then you would have, you know, a, a couple articles with uh, with a really high keyword count. So the keyword that you're trying to rank for would be like 50 times, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a 2000 uh, word uh, blog post or something. And that worked like a, like a charm. Now, that doesn't work anymore, right? Google now really looks at the quality of your site. And I, I think you're absolutely spot on. Like what I learned in, that, in my SEO uh, journey was that there's a lot of gray hat tactics, right? There's a lot of tactics that might boost your website temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the end, Google finds out that you're doing something dodgy and then you're actually getting penalized. So I actually tried some of those strategies for some, some websites that I set up. I noticed that very, yeah, it's, there's a lot of people out there who will be like, oh, just pay me a thousand dollars and I'll, and within two weeks, your site's going to be a number one. And then like that actually happens. But then four weeks later, you're, you're completely gone because Google, uh, bans you, bans you basically. <laughs> it's so funny that the SEO guy that we're using had a really funny way of explaining how he operates. And what he basically said is, in order to to get the placement that you want and to to see progress, you know, without you know pissing off Google, which you don't want to do, is he said you basically have to date Google and pretend you're in a relationship. And he said you have to basically go from from seeing each other, you know, where you start you know a little bit and maybe writing some blog posts and and backlinks and stuff, you know, and then you go into kind of the the serious dating and then the relationship. And that's kind of how he said you have to to move mm. through Google processes for. For getting the ranking that you want, and he and again, right? You have to be so careful with who you work with because, yeah, if they're using you know shady you know techniques to get your SEO up, yeah, you're going to get banned, and it's going to be yeah. really difficult to get your placement back. So, yeah. and very costly. You do end up throwing a lot of money down the drain, you know, if you end up with a with somebody like that. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that analogy a lot because, in the end of the day, what Google is trying to do is when you search for keywords. It's trying to give you this website that will be the mo- of the most value to you, right? So what you really want to do is just make your website that most valuable website to the person that's looking for that keyword or providing value on your website. So it sounds like you found someone who's really good at it. Yeah. And I mean, they, they want to show you the website that's the most relevant, right? So you just have to make sure that everything in your website is relevant you know, to the keywords oh. that you that you're wanting to place under. And I'm by no means am I an SEO pro. That's why I delegated that out. You know, I would never attempt it myself, you know, because it's so complex. And, and you know, you, if you hire a professional, they'll know what not to do, right? Because if you try and do it yourself, God knows you might end up uh, getting yourself banned by accident, right? Which you don't yeah. want. 
yeah for sure yeah, yeah no that yeah. that can totally happen yeah um so do you, do you find you get a lot of leads through for your websites uh i am yeah you know and it took a little while right i mean yes it always takes a while to get out there if you're doing it properly and yeah so i get quite a few yeah i do and one of the things i'll mention too with your website is uh I had I had a web developer do my website. You know, actually, my brother he's a web developer, so he built it for me. And one of the things that he always you know prioritizes when he's doing website design is uh, having it easy to navigate, right? So if you have too much information or information all over the place, or you know the, the navigation of your website is really confusing, you know it doesn't matter how much SEO you do, it doesn't matter how much you spend, you know, on pay per click ads or your marketing. If you haven't fine-tuned your website to have you know a lead going down your funnel where you need it to go all the way through to contacting you, then uh, then you're kind of throwing your money away. So if anybody's kind of you know planning on investing in their SEO or any other you know marketing strategies, I would absolutely recommend to make sure that their website's optimized for sure. Yeah, because uh, you can throw a lot of money away if you haven't done that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're uh, about to wrap up this podcast, but before we uh... Before we wrap it up, I would love to ask you a couple of questions. Number one is uh, you went through Legends X program. So I would love to know what is the what is the biggest learning lesson that you took from the program? Oh, absolutely. Just delegate. <laughs> you know, don't try and do it all yourself. Build systems uh, so that you can delegate and so that uh, you can easily train people on your systems, right? Um, if everything's in your head, we actually learned this with my husband's contracting company as well. If everything's in your head, you, you can't help your employees, right? You can't help your team yeah. and you can't help your cleaners and you can't help your VAs. You know, everything needs to be what you guys teach us, you know, more of an operations manual, like a playbook and make sure that that's available to the right people and make sure that it's fine tuned. And anytime you do something two or three times, you need to build a system for it, right? You don't want to be repeating it over and over and over and not able to delegate it, right? So yeah, that was a big learning uh, learning lesson for me. And then also just fine-tuning your mission and your vision. And um, what type of listings do you want? What type of you know guest avatars do you want to host? If you're just kind of picking up everything that comes your way, you can end up quite stressed out and chaotic fairly quickly, right? So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and having a vision and a mission behind everything you do. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, you've got everything in place. Uh, if you're, you're going from six to 14 uh, in, a, in a few months' time, that's a pretty big jump. Pretty big jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they want to visit Kelowna and they want to stay with you, or if, if people are listening and they might want to invest and, uh, or you know, use your property management services, so what's the best way to find you? Yeah, I mean, you can look at my website. It's just www.romevacationrentals.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Rome Vacation Rentals. Yeah, and just uh, click on the contact through there and you'll come right through to me. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for your, for your time and uh, sharing your story. And uh, well, we uh, see each other in the Rising Star Mastermind, which is... Uh, Kind of our follow-up program after after Lenses X. So um so yeah, excited to see uh how fast you're gonna grow and dominate that market there in uh, Kelowna. And we're gonna have your friend uh Dina on the podcast soon, who's also in Kelowna, but she's uh she's more focused on the luxury properties. So she's gonna be on the podcast too in a few weeks. She's yeah. being a student of ours as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. That's gonna be fun. All right. 
Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. And of course, on Friday, Eric and I are going to be back with uh, an episode of uh, SCR Conversations. So we'll see you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short rental professionals. Really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you are looking to grow your Airbnb business, then we have a great opportunity for you because we just opened up enrollment for our next class of our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program, Legends X. The program is designed to help you scale your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up time and really become the CEO, the owner of your business instead of the person that's doing all the work in your business. So you can focus on high-level tasks that really move the, move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. So if that's interesting to you, then check out sdrlegends.com slash x. Uh, applications are now open. And when you apply for the program, we're going to get on a call with you to really figure out if it's the right fit for you. We don't want to just uh, enroll everybody into the program. We're really looking for the right people, people that we can bring the most value to. So we're only looking for 30 companies. Um, we're almost there already. Uh, so we do have a few spots left. Um, so if you are interested in growing your business, then uh, don't wait, just apply. That's really the best way to find out if, uh, if the program is the right fit for you. So go ahead, go to strlegends.com slash X to learn more about the program. And we look forward to seeing your application. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.